Hi, my name is Farron, and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. That's me. I cannot believe what's going on in Texas right now. I'm just in shock. Every single day I see a new thing. I can't believe what they're dealing with. It's so much. I feel for them so much. And now, after all of this damage and everything, it looks like they're going to have problems with water and electricity payments and all of these pretty crazy things that, I mean, it just, it just looks so hard to be a regular citizen, what even regular is, but you know what I mean, it's just, there are people that have been cold and dark and they're covered in snow their home is I don't mean to laugh because it sounds so strange the way I said that like the person is covered in snow I just mean they are not built for that I mean I guess that's fairly obvious if you're listening to this podcast you already know Texas is not built for snow their pipes are bursting their houses are falling down the water is just destroying everything and I just, like I said, I just really, really wish that wasn't happening. I mean, this this is the way life is, right? I hope that everything turns around and people can get what they need quickly and safely with as little harm to themselves as possible. I know that it's kind of strange to say, but from over here all the way in California, it, you know, I just think about how hard it was when the fires were here so bad last year, and just, it just adds to the whole, the whole living with the unknown idea, it's just that now it's like, you know, ground floor, pretty damn serious stuff, and, um, it's almost easier to be philosophical than it is to, you know, process real life like that. And, um, and even though I totally don't recommend meditation right now for anybody in Texas, that's what this episode is about. So I'm just going to jump topics. I just really needed to kind of put that out there. And yeah, I feel a feel for everyone there, everybody in the surrounding area as well. All right, now that we did that, let's move into meditation. This has been a big topic for me lately. I do have a meditation practice. Well, that's a good time for a car honk, anyhow. Um, I know that this has come up before on this podcast, but, you know, we're just moving forward as we do. Having a meditation practice is extremely helpful over time, and getting it 
going kind of takes a while. I feel as though this is where a lot of people, you know, misstep. I, isn't, I mean, it's not even a misstep. This is what uh, people tend to struggle with, is that the effect of the meditation may not really hit home all the way right away. And that doesn't mean that spending time with yourself at, at any time won't help you calm down. But I'm talking about the long-term benefits, productivity and all of that, anxiety release. These things take time and it's the consistency of the practice that leads the way for those things to happen. But if you haven't found a way to be consistent, it's really easy to kind of sit there and not feel benefits over and over and over again. It's like starting over and not in that positive way, like I'm beginning again. It's not that. It is. It can be very annoying for a lot of people and very frustrating. I mean, I went through it too. I'm not saying this from any position out outside of my own experience um, for myself though changing the way I was sitting changed everything for me in a pretty serious way and that in and of itself was very eye-opening to me because after more than 10 years I realized that nobody had suggested that I switch my seat. I was just struggling over and over and over again. And I'm not passing blame. I'm not doing that. But I'm telling you right now, if you've never changed your meditation position or location, try it out. Just try it out one time, even for just a short portion of your meditation. Now, I don't think just any old meditation practice will be great for just any person, but I do think there is something for everyone to find and work with. After you get through the whole thinking mind thing and after you get through the difficulty sitting, these things that become culprits, like I said, that get in between you and the seeds that are already planted within you, just like anything else. So what you're trying to attach to or connect to when you meditate is nothing outside of yourself. The seed is already there and planted. You just kind of have to find it. I know that's a really odd way to say it, but I haven't quite figured out a better way to say it yet. I don't think it's like the onion peeling thing. That's a common or used to be a pretty common analogy. Beautiful analogy, but I don't think that applies here. At least not in my opinion. So the things that are getting away in the way, right? In, the, in between you and your seat. The thinking mind, the difficulty sitting, whatever it is, those are things that you can work with and manipulate. 
but your real life experiences that you're going through at this time, those are the ones that you have to use as your starting point. So what is that? Real life experience, injuries, being a caretaker, depending on the situation, of course. Um, maybe you have to work nights. Maybe you work from home. Maybe you have 10 children running around. Maybe you have too many pets. Whatever it is, these are the circumstances that are your life that you are going to work with in order to make this happen. The more you fight that, the more the challenge becomes a mountain to climb. Again, personal experience, even though it sounds pretty lofty, it's personal experience. Everyone has a lot of choices to make around how meditation can fit into our lives. Spending time creating a practice for yourself is very beneficial. The product, so, so to speak, won't come until there is attention paid and a consistent attention. So meditating one time and then waiting a few weeks and then another time, it's still beneficial. I'm not saying that it's not. But if you're looking to increase your productivity, decrease anxiety, and a number of other things that go along with that, it is going to be the consistency that provides you with that root, not just the idea of meditation. It's the consistency that provides the, the food, so to speak, or the seed, okay? So if you choose to take this route, you start from where you are, literally. What works, what doesn't. Make changes and keep moving. The more attention to detail here isn't a requirement, it's a gift. It allows you to pave your own road. There are so many options, standing, sitting, laying down, laying on your side, child's pose, singing, humming, looking, not looking, breathing, having an object to gaze at, light bathing, outside meditation, inside meditation, forest, ocean, river, stream, etc., etc., etc. You can go through every single one of those things and have trouble still finding your route. Unless you go about it where you're trying to find your connection, not whether or not you like it. Because depending on how you look at the term like, you may not like meditation right away. In fact, it's not that common that people love it right away. They might like it for a few minutes, they might enjoy the time alone, or they might just be thinking and planning in a more calm fashion, which is beneficial. But then there's this whole other route with meditation towards samadhi and what in Eastern religion would be the term enlightenment. It depends on the choice and the root. What you really want to put work in and towards. 
all of these options, outside, inside, standing, sitting, all of that stuff, they can turn into a trap. If you look at changing things because it doesn't feel good or something like that, it's most likely not going to feel good for a while. Just, just get, just understand that right away. It's most likely not going to feel good for a while. Depending on how you look at the word good, what does that even mean for you? Beneficial isn't always comfortable. Again, these are words and thoughts that we've chosen to align and apply different meanings to. You can absolutely shift this. And again, personal experience. It becomes a matter of creating a familiar experience and a primary object to return to. Okay, again, that's a little bit complicated, I know, but think about that. A familiar experience and a primary object. Okay, familiar. That means that you return, that the practice becomes familiar. The returning to the seat becomes familiar or the stand or whatever it is that you have going on. The primary object to return to, this can be a thought. So for all of the people that are having trouble because they're thinking so much or too much when they're trying to meditate, this might be really helpful for you. Your primary object can be a thought. The thought can be returned to the breath. And then what you do is notice if you're interacting with other thoughts than the designated one. What's the designated one? Return to the breath. If you're going about with stories in your head, you return to the breath. You return to the thought of returning to the breath. You create a pathway. That pathway will come slowly worn like a path in the forest. It takes time to pack the dirt down, weeds come up, and then they get stomped down and pressed in and become part of the compost. And then they come up again, and then you get to walk on them again. The pathway will become firm with attention. And the tension is on the breath. If you do find that you're, you know, walking along with another thought, a little buddy there, talking, having a story, having a good old time when you think you're meditating, it's okay. This is not a big deal. This is what everyone ends up doing at one point or another. This is what you get to do when that happens. You tell yourself, thank you very much. We can deal with that later. Right now we're meditating. Return to the breath. Write your own little script. You might not remember it right away. That's okay. Don't worry about that. Just try to shift the idea of what it is you're paying attention to and then allow for some space to form around that. So designate a time that you do your practice and don't give yourself shit if you don't do your practice one day and that will become comforting for you over time and then you'll start to reap the rewards of having what I would call a successful practice is the return 
So how do we wrap this up into a mystical approach to basic everyday shit? Well, this is you meeting yourself where you're at. If you're not in a quiet place, find something that you can do in place of that quiet. You know what I'm saying? So if you can't leave where you are, maybe go do the dishes or something. Use another activity and make it mystical until you can go and do the meditation that you want to do. This doesn't devalue your practice. It actually will add extra oomph to your next seat. If you do seated meditation or your next moving meditation or your next breath practice. And that's another thing I want to bring up. Your breathing practices, if you have a breathing practice and you end up in a situation where you are, let's say, a caretaker, your breath can be your meditation. It's not easy at first, but this one will really assist the calm. And then when you could get to meditation, you, you go and you do what it is that you want to do. Take away the I'm not doing it right thing, especially if you're in a situation where you're caring for other people, which is happening a lot right now. Sure, meditation is important. It's important for personal expansion, which is what a lot of people paying attention to the things I say and do are working on. But life happens also. And you can be a mystical person and still do regular life stuff. In fact, that is the whole premise of what I even teach and share. A regular human having a home and a life. Sure, expansion of humanity's consciousness is, consciousness is absolutely on the forefront of my mind. Pretty much every day, all the time. But we all have to do life. Yeah? So, let's just do that together. Okay? Beep, beep, beep. Gotta love those buses outside. <laughs> Thank you so much for getting to the end of this podcast. You're the best. Please do shoot me an email. Hungryforapplespodcast at gmail.com so that I can answer your questions in the upcoming podcast. Whatever it is, let me know. Okay, bye now. All right, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider a small donation over at patreon.com backslash fern and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N. Or if you have any questions, check out my website, fern.me. You can contact me there. You can see my class schedule and upcoming events. Again, you've been listening to Hungry for Apples with your host, Fern. I'm just feeling it out. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.